Hi, my name is Kwesi Yeboa. Hello, my name is Emilio Fabrizzi. And welcome to the Ropes Talk podcast, the home of discussions about life as a trainee or junior lawyer at Ropes and Gray in London. We seek to provide you with insights into the culture of our firm and practical advice about how to excel as a trainee or make an application to the firm. Welcome to another episode of Ropes Talk London, the podcast all about life as a trainee solicitor at Ropes and Gray in London. This podcast is for everybody who has an interest in building a successful career at the firm's London office. We are absolutely delighted today to be joined by uh, none other than Rowan Massey. Rowan is the London training principal partner at Ropes and Gray and the lead of our data and IP practice. Rowan is key to the training program here at the firm. Uh, and if he doesn't sign off on your fresh Unity entries, a record of our training experiences, we do not qualify. So a very important person. Uh, moreover, he's well-renowned and highly regarded in his field and has been quoted in a range of publications, including Bloomberg Legal. Rowan, it's, uh, it's great to have you with us today. Um, how are you doing? Hi, I'm very well. Uh, I'm looking forward to the end of lockdown. I am in the office today, uh, which is rather quiet. So it'll be good when everybody is back and there's a bit more buzz around. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, it's been a, having a bizarre experience for us all, but it looks like everyone's kind of handled it well. What's it like being back in the office? Yeah, it's quiet. Um, I'd say the, the office is really about the people, and I can't wait till they're all back. No, for sure, sure. I think the same, same on this end as well. Well, thank you again um, for your time today, and obviously we look forward to hearing kind of all about the great insights you're going to provide. With that being said, let's get right into the episode, as we know you have a lot of matters on today. So this podcast is a real opportunity to get an insight into your career, the training program at Ropes and Gray, and to get some tips from yourself on how to succeed as a junior lawyer. So Rowan, you're clearly someone who is genuinely infused by your field. So I guess interested in knowing how you've remained and how you continue to remain engaged with your subject matter outside of your practice and how that engagement has benefited your clients as well as your career development. Well, I first got interested uh, in data and the internet way back in the early 90s, really much at the very start of, of the internet being commercialized. I remember getting an email account to, co to contact the only other person I knew that had an email account uh, and telling everybody about it. And they all thought I was uh, a bit of an idiot. And this was a passing fad. Uh, this included my father, who asked me to stop messing around uh, with the Internet and data and, and focus on the law. Having sat through sort of the last 25 plus years uh, of seeing how the Internet shapes our lives and how data has become so permissive across society, it really has you know, been an, an interesting experience for me. Um, you know, when I look at it these days, data and cybersecurity are on the front pages of the paper most days. And I find that a great resource for learning. It gives me new ideas. But I'm also being asked to advise on new products and technologies which haven't yet made it to the, to the public space. So advising on them gives you this sort of window into the future and where people are leading with it, whether it be on you know, technology and data as an asset or even as a liability. So... You know, having advice on everything from social media, delivery apps to sport on your handset, it's amazing to think, you know, that this keeps developing. It will keep developing and changing the way we live. Um, and all of this has happened, you know, in such a short space of time. And if you think about it, smartphones have been around for less than 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that, that makes a lot of sense. I guess there's an interesting interaction between law obviously being this very traditional um, kind of field and and, and, you know, data and technology, which is sort of really fast paced. So I guess for you, is that, is that would you say, the most challenging aspect of, of the job in terms of 
you know, being able to understand all the, the new developments as they come in and, and making sure that you can advise clients appropriately. Yeah, that's certainly a challenge. You know, trying to apply old laws, as it were, to new concepts is always a challenge. But from everything from e-commerce, which is really just contract law, through to advertising sponsorship on, on social media, these are all concepts that we've had just being used in different ways. And we do see the law catching up. When the GDPR came into Europe, that, that was brought in because the world had gone digital and people's mm. data was being used in a different way. So it does catch up, but technology usually leads the way. Absolutely. And, and, and I suppose what would be interesting for us to know is, as, as trainees, but in terms of generally, in terms of being able to keep up to date with developments in the law um, and being able to, to apply that on a day-to-day basis, you know, do you have any kind of advice or, or practical tips? I'd say be interested in your subject and read, read, read. These days, there is so much availability of information. So you can find good sources on, on any topic that you're interested in. You know, it could be newspapers, legal or industry journals, uh, governments or regulators' websites, even blogs or following certain journalists and the way you like the style that they write and the insight that they give. But do do that reading. You know, as trainees as well, learn from those around you. Ask those around mm. you. That's the great thing about being a trainee. And as you, you know, as you move round seats, it doesn't mean you have to sort of drop off uh, and, and, and go forward. You can stay in touch. Go to training sessions, or, or you know, ask if there's any work you can be doing with those areas that you do have the most interest in. That's really where you'll keep you know your level of expertise developing, and hopefully you know keep garnering more and more interest as you learn more and more. Yeah, I think. I think those points, especially around sort of being aware of all of the resources. I mean, even this podcast is a great example of there are so many platforms and avenues that you can explore, irrespective of your level, um, whether you're a sort of law student, applicant, trainee, uh, qualified lawyer. There's so much out there and, and there's a real breadth of knowledge that I think people can, can dip into. It's just about going out there and, and, and seeking it. But I think a, a question which our audience would really, really sort of learn from, um, and it's something which is very hard, I guess, to to kind of appreciate um, from reading about a firm on a screen uh, or any sort of legal journal and publication. But as someone who's had a varied experience in the legal sector, and you're incredibly well known and popular in the Ropes and Gray London office. What makes the culture at Ropes stand out from other firms? Why is Ropes unique in the city? Well, I think Ropes and Gray in London is still of a, a size where we're lucky enough to be able to get to know everybody. And I think that's really important. And as trainees, it's something you're in a great position, possibly a unique position, you know, as you rotate around your seat to meet people in every department uh, in the office and get to know them quite well. So that size is important. But I think if we look at the culture of Ropes and Gray, you know, it is a very collaborative culture. I mean, that goes through the firm from the top to the bottom and across all of our offices. And the fact that everybody wants to collaborate and sees the benefit in collaboration is really important. The encouragement that we give to collaboration means not only can we achieve more together than we would as individuals, It also means that good ideas will be supported to the point of implementation and fruition. Now, it's a bit like this podcast, which I'm proud to say was instigated by the trainees and not by, you know, another department within the office. It's great that it's being led that way. And I'd always want to see that collaboration coming through. 
And that's, that's definitely an experience that, that we've both had. I think as trainees, that shows, I guess, the entrepreneurial nature of Oaks and Gray as a firm, I suppose, where you are encouraged to be entrepreneurial and think kind of a bit outside of the box, as well as become kind of, you know, a very strong technical technical lawyer. Um, I guess, I guess with that in mind, you know, how can prospective applicants, you know, trainees and junior lawyers, I guess, stand out at Ropes and Gray and, I guess, positively influence the already great culture that we have at the firm? Yeah, I mean, I think the firm benefits from having self-starters. You use the word entrepreneurial. I think that's a great word to use. You know, we want to have individuals with us that are motivated, that can think for themselves. Um, yeah, it's important you know, to remember that not all the work we do uh, is incredibly exciting, and sometimes it can be mundane or boring. So you've got to have people that are able to carry on through those elements of the job. You know, hopefully, still be able to find you know, a laugh at the end of a very long uh, transaction, or able to, to stay focused at the end of a very long night when it's really needed to ensure that we're getting you know the excellence in our documentation drafting that we require for everything that we do. So I really do think you know. That sort of balance of being self-motivated, focused, with a great sense of humour would be a really good way of fitting in, you know, with the culture of the firm. I think those those points really do run run true with Ropes, and certainly when I was applying, I think why why Ropes is so special is that it's an it's a place where there are incredibly hardworking people who are extremely intelligent and doing very high level work, but at the same time very personable and will answer any questions and there's no question that's so stupid that it can't be asked and they're you know the types of people who will always be having fun in the office um there's a great sense of of humor and warmth um that exists at ropes and that certainly hasn't been my experience at sort of other places which i've worked going back to data specifically you previously discussed sort of technological developments and, and AI and the associated risks for data subjects, privacy rights and freedoms is a really hot topic right now. Um, but from your perspective, what developments in the data and IP space are likely to have the greatest influence on data and the IP practice in the years to come? Uh, we will continue to see data growing both as an asset and a liability for business. And there's a lot of talk of AI and machine learning becoming very empowering, but I think also a big challenge as people look to understand more clearly how personal data is collected and used. All you have to do these days is look at something on the internet once and you'll have adverts for it following you around wherever you go. People want to know more. So I think equally as challenging is the fact that we are seeing the increasing fragmentation and localization of sort of uh, data protection requirements, meaning that in some instances, data has to be collected and process in a specific country or jurisdiction. Now, that may sound easy, but data doesn't recognize geographic boundaries. So localization becomes a very complex regulatory issue. And I think these are the sort of challenges that we'll be seeing in the future, how we can have sort of localization working in a global environment. In terms of the ropes and gray generally and, and the broader strategy of our London office in particular, you know, what's the very important role that the data and IP practice play in that, in that strategy? So I think the answer to this question comes in, in from two perspectives. One is our clients and their focus. So what they are doing, uh, acquiring technology companies or data-related companies, as well as you know, beginning to com commercialize and commoditize their own data. 
you know, by using uh, analytics and machine learning. We will be advising them uh, on all areas of that, whether it's the transaction, whether it's compliance, whether it's in relation to uh, incident response. The flip side as well is that, you know, as a firm, we have to think how we can use technology to assist our business in giving our clients a more efficient and more effective service. So I think that, that you know, obviously the, the role of data, IP technology will continue to grow, especially as we see the, the global economy moving to a more digital footprint. Yeah, I, I can definitely see how that's, that's going to be an issue. I mean, I, I remember doing some work in the data department, doing some research on data laws in, in various jurisdictions. I was amazed at, at the sort of plethora of countries on the left, ranging from Guatemala, Venezuela, places where you you would never really think, I I suppose, as a sort of layperson, that there would be some some form of data legislation in existence. But it is there and it applies, and it's you know points that have to be considered, especially as you said, sort of data um, doesn't recognise geographical boundaries, but is is spread and, and shared across our world every single minute. Um, but before we let you leave, if you if you don't mind, uh, we like to give our audience a bit of a holistic view of Ropes and Gray and our people. So with that being said, could you give us one interesting fact that we might not expect, such as a favorite holiday destination or song uh, or even an activity that you enjoy? Okay, I think the one thing I'll give you that you may not expect is that I have my own entry on the International Movies Database on the internet as an actor. But I'll just say that was in a previous life. Wow. What's the movie? I'll leave it up to you to find. Okay. All right. <laughs> there we go. A bit of homework for our audience. Um, that's amazing. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed today's discussion. And thank you very much again to Rowan for his time. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RopesGreyGrads. Uh, and please also feel free to get in touch with us via uh, our social media if you have any questions or thoughts for future episodes. And hopefully we've given you some stuff to think about. That's it for today. See you for our next episode where we'll be talking to other inspirational figures at Ropes and Gray and providing you insights into the firm's culture and how you can succeed as a trainee or junior lawyer. Take care.